0: I'll tell you what a good showing this Sunday against Buffalo would mean for the Jacksonville offense and offensive coordinator, Press Taylor. We'll do that and more here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. what is going on good people welcome to another edition of locked on jaguars i'm the host of the locked on jaguars podcast tony wiggins and here on locked on jaguars it is your team every day and we always thank you for making us your first listen make sure that you subscribe on the youtube page first like subscribe and then hit the bell so you receive notifications each and every time we drop a new episode and also check this out wherever you get your audio podcast make sure you tap in every single day to make sure that you don't miss an episode. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks, The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom forward slash locked on NFL and use code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Hello to my everyday also we'd like to welcome you back as we do every single day and if you're not an everyday you can't be all you got to do is come back every single day all right so let me give you the rundown here's what we're gonna do gonna we'll talk about what good offense sunday means for the team moving forward tied into something we're gonna talk about later on in segment three also mention what it could mean for quieting all of this stuff down about press taylor and something i hope we hear doug say at some point then five players who can make a big difference it's going to be the usual suspects we're going to play the hits not putting them on notice, not doing anything like that, but we are, we are going to make sure that everyone understands that we are very, very clear and deliberate about who we think has to step up and uh, show off for the Jaguars to win on Sunday against Buffalo in London. And then just a, a brief look ahead on all of the things that are coming up for the Jacksonville Jaguars and why being three and two is always going to be better than two and three. We know that, but why in this particular case, it's super, super important that they get that done. All right, so let's not bury it. Let's get right to it. Let's just start talking about some football. I hope you guys enjoyed the crossover episode also with Joe Marino from Locked on Bills. I had a good time doing that. Um, what good offense on Sunday means? Well, it means that they'll get into a little bit of a rhythm. They'll get an identity. Hopefully, it'll be the beginning of them getting an offensive identity where they can look the same every single week, and they know exactly who they are and what they are. So a lot of that has to do with what they decide to lead with. Lead L E A D. Last week they played the hits. It was all ETN. It was uh Evan Ingram. They they did throw a touchdown to Calvin Ridley, but it was a whole bunch of Christian Kirk. So it was more last week of what it was, what we what everyone was really familiar with based on the run that they made last year. And then the big play went to Calvin Ridley, right? This is something that, you know, I, I don't think is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing get back to uh, being who you are knowing who you are before you can advance to start being who and what you want to be right right so that's a big deal you have to have an identity and and Ridley had never saw that Ridley really was never Calvin Ridley wasn't here last year he he wasn't a part of the team uh even though he had been traded his rights were traded he wasn't a part of the team so if you're sitting out Uh, it's just like being injured guys always say when you're injured, you're not really there, right? It's, it it was, it's real important for them to backtrack a little bit and say, this is who we are. We're bringing you in. You're going to be a key part, but let's, let's, let's get back to our identity, uh, of who we were and who we are. And then we can move forward. It'll also bode well for them because they're going to need that good offense, uh, as they get into a certain beefy part of their schedule. It's not right after the London trip, but after those three games, when they come back from London, and all games in the NFL are hard, we know that by now. They got six bangers where they really, really, really have to play well. And it would be nice to know uh, that they're going to put their best foot forward uh, every single week. One of the things that'll help them is Cam Robinson's coming back, and they're going to have their five best offensive linemen. Dewan Smoot practiced this week. He probably won't play, but he'll play more next week. In week uh, six, Week six, when they uh, come back to host the Colts at home, you're going to see the Jacksonville Jaguars at their absolute best, at the best that we've seen them for a while. You're going to see them putting their best foot forward, and everyone is going to be healthy, and they'll be the true version of themselves that they want uh, to show. So, it'll be good, especially if they can if they can win and then win again uh, next week and be four and two heading into that stretch where they have everybody healthy, of course, and if they avoid more injuries. All of this stuff will start tying together where you'll see the team that's going to be the team that makes a run where they'll know who exactly who they are. And one of the things I want to happen if they really, really play well offensively and then Doug Peterson comes out and goes um, just like it was leaked out, maybe by uh, an agent type or someone like that and confirmed by Doug to i believe it was in rap report if it wasn't i'm sorry Ian. but it was later confirmed that press taylor was going to be calling plays the only way that stuff comes out is well when press taylor is eligible for a job next year because remember someone asked to speak to him uh, after last year and it was declined no you won't speak to him you're gonna offer him a head coaching job you're not gonna offer him uh to come make a lateral move and be your play caller he's our offensive coordinator so Maybe it puts to bed and it puts to rest some of the talk that you usually hear with other coaches, although most of the time you hear this with minority uh, candidates, that they didn't call plays or whatever. So it it, it was like almost, I believe, a preemptive way to put that to bed, but it became a little bit of a distraction, especially since this team isn't playing well. I actually think that – now, I've had somebody inside of the facility tell me that I'm wrong about this, so I'm not going to sit here and beat up fans – and act like I know something you don't. No, I'm gonna be honest with you. Just somebody inside the building that told me, yeah, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different than it was last year because, and it is not necessarily because press is doing anything wrong. It's just that having that extra little understanding that Doug is the one with his finger on everything. Sometimes, you know, we get information and we can't handle that information. And uh, we don't realize something then Doug has said it himself. And every the, the thing that kills me about this, and I know I keep breaking up my sentence, but the thing is, is Doug, Doug says, we believe in Doug, right? Until he says something like, this is the way we've always done it. We've been 50-50 this whole time. And then when he said, Press Taylor called a lot of those plays when we were coming from behind in those games late last year. And then everybody goes, yeah, I don't believe that. He's just trying to save face or he's just trying to protect this guy. I find it real funny how we selectively believe the things that we want to believe, but then we don't believe that same person. When they say something that goes against some of our narratives and some of uh, the things that we have uh, put in our mind that are real or fake. So, you know, we're going to believe him or we're not going to I choose to believe everything he says until he proves to me he's a liar. I do that with everybody and uh, I'm going to do that with Doug. So I, I believe that it's probably the play calling is probably a little more similar to what they had last year. they're just not executing and I think the tape for them because they keep saying it I think the tape says that and uh, the players are saying it they have to play better. they have to do things that are better. You got to go out and do it. You saw a game with Washington and the Bears what what was the change when Washington came out and all of a sudden started scoring points after the first half I think guys just have to go out and do it. what's our what's our favorite phrase demonstrated performance doesn't matter who you think you are on paper, who you want to be. It doesn't matter what you go out and do because the ultimate form of resistance is in the NFL where guys aren't going to let you just get away with being what you want. So what we're going to do is we're going to get into five players who can uh, make a difference. And I'm going to tell you right now, Trevor Lawrence is number one, and that should not come as a surprise to anyone. And probably nobody else on the list, but I'll tell you right now, we're going to lead segment two with Trevor Lawrence being the guy. We'll also talk about the impact a little bit of Cam Robinson coming back on the offensive line. And then, of course, in segment three, we'll take a real good look ahead uh, from a wide ranging standpoint of why I believe it's so, so important for them to use this game to get an identity. You, they get it against a real good team. So we'll talk about all of that. But first, Trevor Lawrence will be uh, the, the main guy we'll focus on that has to play better. And I have a reason that I'll tell you why I think he's going to do that. We'll talk about all of that stuff here in just a second on Locked On Jaguars. I got to tell you about today's sponsor, though, and that is bird dogs. I got on some bird dog shorts right now, man. And if it weren't for this bad hip that I have, I'd stand up and show you as my wife say, ooh, you look fine in those shorts. Uh, I tell her I look fine with them and I look fine without them. But she's right because they have a more sculpted fit. They stretch. They have great material. They don't have all of those hard lines in them. Everything is smooth and they fit really, really well. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Because, yeah, we We need movement, right? Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And we need to be cool and dry. All right, so here's what you got to do. Go to BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnNFL or enter the promo code LockedOnNFL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's a great water bottle, too. That's BirdDogs.com forward slash LockedOnNFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Okay, man, let's get into it. Trevor Lawrence, why is he one of the five most important people? Because he's going to be, if I'd ever do a list of the five most important people going into a game, over the next 12 years, Trevor Lawrence is going to be number one, all right? But he's number one in this one for a different reason. And the reason is because He's the key to this thing getting, you know, this this the football Rubik's Cube getting fixed and and we having all of the, the colors lined up. And the reason why is because he's the guy that everybody depends on. He's the guy who who has his hands on the ball. He's an extension of the coach and he has remarkable talent. Talent that'll be on display to uh on Sunday at 9.30 in the morning against Josh Allen, another guy who has tremendous talent. He was an MVP candidate. So you have Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, of course, Patrick Mahomes. There's this handful of uh, quarterbacks that everyone considers the best in the league. Well, Trevor has a track record of playing well against those guys. Now, he hasn't beat Mahomes in three tries. He's beaten Justin Herbert in two. I don't know if he beat Tua. I I can't quite recall that real quick. I don't remember. But I know he also played Joe Burrow very, very tough in the game that he played against him. So – Whenever Trevor Lawrence has been lined up against people that everyone says is the best, he's actually been at his best, and it's and it's been something to behold, the fact that a guy can play that well, um, at the biggest stage, on the biggest stage, or at the biggest time when he needs to play, no bigger one than tomorrow than when they play in London because everybody will be watching. Six thirty on the West Coast, nine thirty on the East Coast. By the way, I'll I'll do this. I want y'all to send me pictures of what y'all eating. Because everybody always has their cuisine ready for uh, midday games or four o'clock games. I want to see which one of y'all is smashing hot dogs and burgers and drinking beer at 930 in the morning or 630 in the morning if you're on the West Coast. Because you are going to be my savage of the week if you do that. Uh, Or if you're going to get your food network on and try to make you a little brunch, right? We'll see what happens. But uh, back to the real food. And that food would be the football game that is played on Sunday. We are. Trevor just has to get it done. If he gets it done, everybody else is going to follow him, right? So we're going Trevor Lawrence, number one. I want his buddy. We are, I, I got this phrase from in high school when we played basketball. This is back when high school had two big guys, and the coach would always tell the center and the power forward, first thing you do is when you get the ball, turn and look for your buddy. One guy goes to the high post, look down to the low post. So in football, I believe the buddy of a quarterback was a tight end because normally – He gets into his route really quick. He's waiting out in the flat or he's right by the linebackers and he's a quick dump off. Your hot read sometimes is your tight end, right? He's also a dude that'll help protect block chip. And after he does his block, he, when nobody thinks that he's in a route, he'll go out, run, turn around and give you an outlet for the ball. Especially if there's a lot of pressure on the quarterback, look right to Evan Ingram, go to Evan Ingram early, five, six targets in the first quarter, set the bills up, set matt milano the great linebacker and all of those guys up let them be on notice that you're going to throw the ball quickly and but you're going to throw it vertically as opposed to horizontally on quick screens and then i think he's a run after catch nightmare yeah evan ingram that's the way i go i i just say this is what we're gonna do i told you we're gonna play the hits um defensively i think they have to to make a stand it starts with the quarterback of the defense and i'm not talking about four a even though that's probably his designation from a lot of people i'm talking about andre cisco andre cisco has to continue to play at the high level uh that we all anticipated i know here on lockdown jaguars we anticipated that he'd be playing let me qualify something real quick i put out a tweet when national media has started noticing andre cisco this week and i quoted it and i said who told y'all that wasn't peacocking, wasn't doing any of that stuff. What I do is when I go to training camp and I tell you, this dude looks like he's ready to take that next step. A part of being a Jaguar, uh, a person that covers the Jaguars is this. So maybe this will clear it up for a lot of people that thought I was flexing. And even if I was, I can do what I want to do. But um, it's not what I was doing. What I was trying to say is I'm not telling y'all that I told y'all that Andre Cisco was going to be great. I'm telling y'all that I told y'all that national media was going to finally not only notice it, but that at some point the national media was going to have to fairly acknowledge it. And that is what they're doing. So my boy Cap showed me that when they picked Andre Sisco, he thought he was going to be a great. And and he did. I remember that. And I, I appreciate him sending me the tweet. But we also think Fred Taylor's a Hall of Famer. He ain't in there. We also think Jimmy Smith is a Hall of Famer. He ain't in there. We we know that Jimmy Smith has more 1,000-yard receivers than uh, receiving years than Larry Fitzgerald and Andre Johnson. I don't think national media knows. It, and even if they do, they're not going to acknowledge it, right? We know that Fred Taylor averaged 4.8 yards a carry or 4.6 yards a carry in eight different seasons. Yeah. But us knowing that doesn't mean a hill of beans if national media doesn't acknowledge it. So we're talking about what gets acknowledged. We also know that there haven't been any tarps in our stadium for years. National media likes to bring up the fact that they think we're going to move because all of the seats are tarped off. It's not true. It's a lie. So what things is what things are and what folks acknowledge them to be are often two different things. And What I said was Andre Cisco was going to be so good that they weren't going to be able to hold back notice anymore. So that being said i hope that clears up that i wasn't peacocking and i wasn't flexing on you but like i said i can do what i want to do if i want to peacock and flex i can that's just it but i just not what i was doing um two other people you said we're gonna mention five we're gonna go with josh allen versus josh allen keep doing your thing stepping up in big games uh keep having a great season set the template, and then Trayvon Walker, I want you to go right along with him. And at some point, these guys will start being noticed as being a whole bunch better. I saw an interesting chart today, and I had some people clarify what the chart meant to me about who gets double teamed, who doesn't get double teamed. And Trayvon Walker doesn't get double teamed, but his win rate is right not that far behind other guys like Aiden Hutchinson and everybody thinks is way, way better than him. I had to get clarification because on the chart, they're in the same area. They're right near each other. Them, him, Josh Allen, all of them, they're right there together. And I'm like, what is this chart telling me that everybody else is telling me something differently? And these are the things that coaches know. These are the things that the people that watch film, these are the things that folks that watch tape, they don't listen to innuendo. And they don't listen to, and they don't look at things the way that we do they look at things the way that they truly are based on what the tape is so I want them to make this stuff obvious so that there's no room for anybody to misinterpret anything and there's no room for all of this stuff to be out there the way it is so uh, Josh Allen Trayvon Walker Andre Cisco, Evan Ingram Trevor Lawrence those are my five guys and I think if they go out and do it the way that we know that they're capable of doing it, then it's going to get done, and the Jaguars are going to have a real, real good chance of winning this game. So what we're going to do is we're going to hit this. We're going to talk about what this means from a look-ahead perspective. And When I say look-ahead, I mean not just the difference between being two and three and three and two. I'm going to talk about what it means for the rest of the year because the Jaguars have a six-game stretch coming up in about three weeks that is brutal, and they need to know exactly who they are and what they look like before they get into those muddy waters. We'll talk about all of that stuff in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. After first let you know, though, about prize picks. Prize picks is the best and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, and yes, they are out there, you pick more or less than on two to six player pro- player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Now, last night, man, Terry McLaurin, I fell 12 yards short. I would have won 500 on a $50 bet. 12 yards short. That's the kind of stuff, man, that drives you crazy. But don't worry about that because two weeks ago, I hit on three straight periods and won $1,800 bucks because I was dead right. And you can be right and have fun and enjoy the game too. All you got to do is go to prize picks. Remember, quick withdrawals, easy gameplay. And an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize the number one daily fantasy sports app. Someone asked me today, What platform is that I really love? He said he loved the interfaces and all of that. I don't know what interfaces are, but here, here you go. Go to Prize Picks, and I shot in the information I'm about to shoot to you. And that is if you go to prizepicks.com/slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'll repeat that for you. Go to prizepicks.com. Slash locked on nfl and use the code locked on nfl all lowercase all one word for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars telling you hit prizepicks.com and you'll absolutely love it all right man third final segment here on locked on jaguars what we do is we bring it your we make it your team every day and bring you uh, a daily podcast you got another daily podcast it's locked on nfl i'm on there on fridays right with um Monday on Fridays with David Harrison, my partner in crime, who covers the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Washington football team, the Washington Commanders. Well, we get together and we give you Locked On NFL. But every day of the week, you can get somebody that can give it to you, man. Great coverage from around the NFL, all the leading stories, big matchups, and everything else around the league. Make sure you tune in to Locked On NFL. Make it your next watch. It's free on YouTube, free to subscribe to. Make sure. That you subscribe and hit the bell for notifications as well, and listen wherever you get your other podcasts because it'll be there too. Because it's your team every day. All right, look ahead. Look ahead at this schedule. The Jacksonville Jaguars come back home. Hopefully, they'll be three and two, and you'll see why in a minute. Why that's so big of a deal? If they play well and end up two and three, it's okay. All right. You want them to be want them to be three and two but then they come home and they host the Colts and, and and they're on a little bit of a roll that'll be two wins in a row and they can make it three in a row against the Colts with a rookie quarterback and they'll be four and two and then they go on a thursday night where they're gonna they're gonna probably take seven eight thousand not th- seven or eight thousand jaguar fans with them to new orleans shout out to ross jackson from locked on saints and we think they can probably be five and two then they come they go to pittsburgh they don't come back home they go to play the pittsburgh steelers shout out to chris carter locked on steelers and the jaguars can be six and two and they'll need that six and two record man because here's the deal these are the next six games they play the 49ers here in jacksonville then they play the titans here in jacksonville then they play the texans in houston Then they got the Bengals here for a night game in Jacksonville. Then they got the Browns in Cleveland. And then they host the Ravens in Jacksonville. So that's the gauntlet. All games are important, even the three before those games. I'm not writing off the Saints. I'm not writing off the Steelers or the Colts. But I'm telling you, you want to get a little bit of wiggle room behind you, man. You want to get some weight up underneath you because you are absolutely going to need it. And that's six. Those are some physical football games. Those are measuring stick games. By the time you get to the Titans and the Texans, those are games that are going to decide nine times out of 10. They will decide whether or not you're going to win the division or what, what position you'll be in and win the division. But more importantly, you'll know. You already played the Bills. You've already played the Texans once. And you've. I love the fact that I'm including Houston in this conversation, by the way. You've already played the Texans once. And you will now be playing uh, you're you playing the Bills, you you played the Texans, and you've played the Chiefs. Now you get the 49ers, you get the Ravens. It just looks like to me, what, what I'm saying is you're gonna be you'll have four of the possible top six teams, if you don't include yourself, you'll have them on your resume before week 15. I think it's a good measuring stick, and if your record is good enough, then you'll really start seeing the Jaguars believe that they absolutely have a good chance. That's why. I'm glad they're getting Cam Robinson back this week. I'm glad that it's going to help them uh, be able to put their best foot forward because they're going to get Juan Smoot back next week. That's why I'm glad, man. I'm, I'm so happy that, that they're getting healthy, that they don't have any excuses because they need to know who they are. We need to know who they are, even, even if it's not good. We need to find out right now who this team is before we press forward with our hopes and dreams of the rest of the year and start really placing our our fandom and placing our optimism in the right place. They're going to get tested. No better time than to get that going than tomorrow. They could literally go on a, like a five game winning streak before they play the 49ers. Like I said, I'm not writing anybody off, but I'm just being real. That's just how we think it. So it's big for uh, the immediate look ahead. And then it's big from a, a bigger picture look ahead well, you're just gonna see if you got it or not. And if you don't have it, you'll know how much you need to tweak it and the things that you need to do in order to get yourself ready to be ready to make the kind of run that we think that this team can end up making as we move forward and press forward. All right, quick recap: what good offense on Sunday means. Five players who can make a difference in the game, and then a look ahead to what those five players and that good offense, what good fortunes it could bring you if you want to look ahead to the um, to the immediate future, which is the rest of this season, and then even look beyond that a little bit because we all take a a, a a little meander. We all take a little look and a little peek into what the fortunes of this team could be. All right, man, it's Tony Wiggins here with Locked On Jaguars. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to have a postcast. Uh, since they're on the road, the postcast will be immediately after the game, within 15 to 20 minutes of the game, live on the YouTube page, the Locked On Jaguars YouTube page. We'll tell you exactly what it is, what happened, and then we'll come back here and give you – Everything we can give you on money to try to either help you get over what you saw or help you understand exactly what it was that you saw and how much it means towards the future of this team this season. Until then, man, I want y'all to do me a favor. I always say it. Take care of each other, and I'll take care of myself too. And We'll see you next time here on Locked on Jaguars.